So you got a whole uh, alpha team now, don't you? But you but you have a wealth of knowledge that is beneficial to a lot of people, and it we can move the needle. How often do you hear a hunting podcast? We talked about this. People relate to this. Welcome to Kafaru Cast, everyone. It's uh, Friday, the last day of big game season, and uh, knocked out a podcast a little early with Kenny about his mule deer, and now we're going to knock out a podcast with Dan Columns about his recent trip uh, to Italy, where he ended up placing fourth in the world uh, in Berbo. Uh, probably talk about a lot of other stuff in between there. So, Dan, what's up? I pulled you out of work, so that's yep. cool. <laughs> <laughs> Get a lot done back there. So, uh, yeah, it was a great experience. Loved it. So, Dan, give him a little bit of a background on, you know, you were very accomplished in IBO, ASAs. Um, you won ASA and IBO Shooter of the Year last year, right? Yeah, so uh, I went out uh, last year and won ASA Shooter of the Year. I think I won every ASA that I went to. Um, and then same with IBO. So um, kind of like, where do I go from there? I wanted to go to the world, so um, started started working towards that. Gotcha. So, and, and Dan, you're 20 now, so you can't legally drink yet. Not that you would, maybe you would, I don't know. Hang around me enough. You might. Um, yeah. yeah. So obviously fairly young, extremely, extremely talented. And then, you know, through all of this, Dan actually came down, he guided for Scotty and I in Texas, um, and for, th- you were there almost four months, weren't yeah, you? Yeah. Right at four months. Yep. Time of my life for sure. Yeah. And then he went straight from, uh, from down there and st- uh, came and uh, worked for us here at Kafaru and then uh, with everything else going on, uh, went to Italy. So with that, you had to go to the ASA in Kentucky to yeah, qualify? London. London. Yeah, you have to qualify for this, the Worlds, and they take the top three uh, from the USA at the qualifications. And uh, so I uh, shot against Robbie Westinger, Dwayne Martin. We made the team, um, us three. So heading on to Italy. Um, after London ASA, I was kind of like, well, this is pretty cool, you know, dream to this moment, go represent, you know, Kafaru and represent the USA. It's pretty cool. I kind of screwed things up in the middle of all that because I gave him a compound. So I, <laughs> I think that was a nervous moment for some of the <clears throat> stick bow guys. Um, you did good, though, as far as, you know, obviously practice. I know it was killing you because we'd be flinging arrows out of the compounds and you're practicing at 30 with a stick or whatever. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was probably the hardest time in those, those three months, <laughs> like just picking, picking up the stick bow. I was like, when I get back, I'm going to switch. But, um, yeah, uh, I'm glad to be done with the stick bow. Um, I'm just ready to move on to the next chapter of shooting a compound and going to those tournaments, meeting new people. But, uh, yeah. So with, um, yeah, so you, when you qualified at the ASA, there was multiple shooters. You, Robbie, Dwayne made the team. And there's a, so there's Barebo, uh, Compound, and then the, what do they call the, I'm not. The Longbow, uh, Longbow and Traditional. So Longbow is wood arrows. Uh, they shoot the same distance, 30 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Traditional. Uh, you can have like a wood riser but uh, and ILF limbs, but there's a lot of restrictions on it, and they can have carbon arrows, but. Yeah, four classes. There's not Olympic recurve. Um, and top three in, in every class for male and female went to Italy. So I think there was like 30, 35 of us that represented the USA. So it was a pretty good amount of us. I think we we're the second biggest team in Italy. So, Gotcha. So 
with um, we'll we'll go into the tournament portion of this and what happened, and then we'll talk about all the distractions and how you ended up shooting a compound and all the grief you've. I, I well, actually, I'm going to ask now. How many people blame me for you going to a compound uh, now? Well, probably 100 percent of the people <laughs> <laughs> when I switched. Uh, uh, like, oh Lord. So Italy, uh, you you went over there. Um, explain how was the tr- path over there how big was the shoot like was it what you expected like how the format how you know as far as what was the format like was it like a 3d here explain some of that yeah so it wasn't what i expected at all there was a lot more people there um as far as traveling getting there got delayed and everything it's first time out of the country so that was a cool experience um you know uh got there and met people from all walks of life and uh didn't understand a word they were saying, but we, you know, pointed and held up fingers and stuff to score targets. Uh, so that was different than an ASA for sure. But um, <laughs> we shot, uh, it was 25 targets uh, both days of qualification, uh, two arrows per target. So that's that's a little interesting. Uh, and you're standing beside the the guy beside you. So it's two of us shooting it at one time, two, target, two arrows per target. So... Uh, the whole format's definitely different, um, and just something you have to overcome. But it was it was a uh, very cool to have that experience. Uh, and then, as far as the um, um, the format, it's like any anything. You you go to basically the final four and have a shoot off, more or less. Is yeah. That correct? So two days of qualification, um, top sixteen. You know, go to what would that be? Uh, eighth rounds, and then quarter round semifinals uh, is the top four. So I had to shoot uh, two after qualifications. I was in fourth. So three and four have to shoot um, into the qualifications, and I won both of those, which put me straight into the semifinals. So I was at least guaranteed a, a spot to shoot for a medal. And uh, so I was I was happy with, with that. Um, it's definitely further than I expected to go. Um, once I saw, you know, the amount of shooters that was there, I was like, I'm definitely gonna have to shoot strong. Um, first day of qualifications, I didn't shoot quite as good as I would like to, but second day I, uh, turned it back on. So I was only like, uh, 20 points behind first after qualification. So I was happy with that. Gotcha. So, uh, again, what I could said earlier, you had gotten, you had ended up fourth, um, but you would you were only you only lost by two to move on. Is that correct? Yeah. So in the in the semifinals, I qualified fourth, um, and the guy in first place, J- David Jackson. If I had beat him, I'd went on to the gold and silver match, and he beat me by two points in the the semifinals. So uh, I was definitely a little bummed out, but uh, he's a good shooter. So what can you do? We were all like shooting so close at that level, like it could have been anybody's game. So. Uh, yeah, from first place to fourth place, the the spread was like points. Yeah, yeah, very very small. So what? Uh, one I forgot to ask earlier. What was your your setup for that tournament? As far as your your bow arrows, that that kind of stuff, speed, everything else. Yeah, I was shooting a uh, WF twenty nine inch riser, uh, Uka limbs, uh, about forty pounds on the fingers, uh, eight hundred spine arrows, um, two hundred sixty grains. So I was shooting super fast. Uh, just trying to get forgiveness on the uh, judging yardage. Um, and Yost Tab um, shot spin wings for the first time. I don't normally shoot those, but they're just so lightweight. Again, I was trying to get a lightweight arrow. Um, Biter Knox, um, drop away rest. That was pretty much it. 
Gotcha. And then the, the like overall, that do most people have the same, you know, setup? I mean, is it like with? I, and again, I'm basing this off a of compound. Like you go, like in the pro class, everybody's going to have more or less the same shit. Um, or is there vast differences? You know, there's there's vast differences in the recurve in the sense that short people shoot shorter bows, tall people shoot taller bows, but everything's pretty much the same as far as arrows, um, rests. Um, it's just like, you know, somebody that shoots a 26-inch draw is going to have a 25-inch riser, um, and they could shoot long or medium limbs. Uh, it's just whatever. Um, and I saw, like, Frederick Lundmar, uh was from Sweden. He shoots a 32-inch draw length. And uh, he's shooting a 31-inch riser with short limbs to get a lot of performance. But it's just it's just at that level, everybody's shooting, you know, uh, top-of-the-line bare bow. It's just the what they want to get out of it. Gotcha. So I think that, um, like, the, some of the questions that were asked uh, to, to me, you know, about you going over whatever, one of the things that I kind of assumed but not, you know, this is your Super Bowl. Like, like for for someone like a Levi, he really has no reason, or a Gillingham or Kyle, to shoot in something like this because they, they don't even they would have to not shoot in the ASA, correct, or the IBO. Exactly, and there's there's no money for them in the in that side, um, just because of the way it's set up. Same with Olympic, you know, like Olympics all about the the paper shooting. But for Barebo, this was uh, you know as big as it gets. Um, you got field worlds and you got 3D worlds for Barebo. So um, it was, yeah, it was the experience that I wanted to have in Barebo because winning um, everything in the USA last year and ASA Shooter of the Year the year before that, I just wanted to, uh, you know, make one last go at whatever's bigger um, to, to say, okay, I've achieved it and now I can move on to uh, compound. <laughs> Yeah, you know. yeah, for sure. Because there's um, there's a Super Bowl with a compound, you know, every other month, um, big tournament. So, yeah, and this is something um, you and I have discussed before, and and hopefully it doesn't. I don't mean this in a negative way. This is just life. Um, I had asked you when you were down, uh, you know, guiding. We were all guiding together, or whatever. Um, it's like, hey, man, how much? Uh, yeah, it, let me add some to that Mm -hmm. within a week or so Dan was shooting a you know 180 yards side by side with me with a compound so he picked it up fairly quickly uh and the boat didn't even fit him that well um so a lot of natural ability and skill I was like hey Dan what did what did you win at uh, all the tournaments last year and I think you said like two thousand dollars right around there yeah and then I was like well what what did you spend and uh (laughs) it was like double that yeah yeah. so yeah you're negative and mm, you know, my, obviously I know for a fact, like in, in the position I'm in shooting a stick bow, you know, it pretty much kills all endorsement contracts for, for the most part. Um, not all of them. And, and I don't really take too many of those anyway, but some, um, but they're just not there, uh, just smaller field or whatever, um, for, for you. And, and, you know, hopefully you don't get beat up about this switching. It doesn't make that much sense because you ha- have the ability, uh, and, and the high potential to, to win, uh, with a compound at a very high level. And so I'm like, dude, you, I was all for, I was like, you should probably shoot a compound. Uh, so yeah, like next year I'm looking at ASAs and I'm like, good Lord, if I, if I shoot just halfway decent, there's way more money in it, just number of shooters and, and everything. So 
That is the reason, you know, not the only reason I switched because it's, it's definitely not about money, but um, just because I was getting a little burnout on the recurve. Um, but yeah, there is definitely a lot more money. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that like the money part of it, but if it's something you love and there's money, exactly. eh, it's a lot easier decision. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think some of the, maybe a few people didn't understand with me was I just have to keep my brain working and be excited. That was the awesome <laughs> thing about traditional archeries. It got me excited about archery again. I shot it for a few years and then, you know, when you were there, like I, I was getting these compounds to, um, uh, you know, do this review. And I was truly like, couldn't wait to set up a bow and screw with it. And so I think people dig into it a lot farther than they, they should is for me, it was super simple. I was excited about shooting a compound. again. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Like I was down there when you started picking up the compound again and that you were like a kid in a candy store. So I was, you know, I started shooting it and inside I was like, Oh dear, <laughs> I'm yeah. like a kid in a candy store. So, uh, this is not good, but uh, finish out the year and then switch. It wasn't good but, for the uh, the javelina. Oh, no. <laughs> well, uh, two per person. Yeah, two per person. <laughs> That's all you shoot. Uh, yeah, the um, yeah the thing like uh, I, I, I think people listening into this and obviously Dan shooting uh, at a very high level. I've shot some tournaments with, you know, both, but, you know, obviously mostly with compound was my thing, but uh, with tournaments anyway. Um, yeah, I just would say shoot like people – it's weird. Like it, it shoot what you want. Like it's, I mean, I get it. You're going to get, I can only imagine how many people messed with you, um, about this, you know what I mean? Like whatever. And then obviously, especially like, uh, you know, with me not shooting it and then you not shooting it, I, I am, I am, <laughs> I have no doubt. I don't know how many followers I've lost cause I'm the devil now uh, going back to a compound. Uh, but yeah. if it makes you happy, just, just shoot it. Well, I, we set up that PSE, uh, tournament bow and, I was shooting in the trading post, uh, I think yesterday or the day before, and uh, first 20 shots, I was like, this is just as exciting as when I was starting with the recurve with the Samick Sage and like hit a bullseye. I was like, heck yeah. Yeah. Um, just every shot feels amazing. Um, and I'm looking forward to like gaining more knowledge on uh, tuning and compound and everything because there's, there's a lot more aspects to it than a recurve. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you're ex extremely competitive, um, you know, person and, and at the top of your game now, I'm not saying you can't get better, I guess, with the bear bow, but I mean, you know, when you go now, uh, you know, to these tournaments, you're going to be able to see, you know, real quick what to work on. You're going to be able to talk to a lot of those guys, learn uh, maybe different configurations for sight scopes, what, you know, whatever. Um, but again, it's, it keeps it exciting and fun. And that's like, you know, shoot what you want to, whether that be a stick bow or a compound. And I, I have a ton of guys that get a hold of me. This is more hunting, but like, I'm like, man, just shoot what you're comfortable, like what makes you want to go out in the woods and, and hunt, you know, that's the most important thing. And, and definitely for you with the compound hunting, um, I mean, let's face it. I just talked to South right on, on the mountain. Mm -hmm. I can tell you without a doubt, and you know, this could be looked at as negative or positive. There was zero issues with me concerned about getting an elk. Like none. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't even knock an arrow when that bull came in. I thought South was going to kill it. And then I was like, I should, that's a bit, I should probably knock an arrow, but I just, it's just different, you know, as far as the accuracy and distance, whatever for me. Um, South, like I can say, and this is a personal choice for everyone. I talked to him two days ago. He had video of a 340 legit five by five, biggest five point I've ever seen. Um, mm, 
He had another bull that was pushing like 365, you know, probably had 15, 20 inches on mine uh, at 50 yards for five minutes. He just couldn't get any closer. Wow. Um, I mean, he didn't have a five-minute video, but he had said that, and he was like, dude, I probably could have killed 40 bulls with a compound. Um, not that he was saying he's switching. He was just like, man, this wind is killing me because I get close enough and the wind's pretty swirly, uh, or it can be, and especially – you know, too, like his caller, Mitchell, who's tougher than shit, but he has plantar fasciitis. He had to take a day off. He's like, dude, I see why what you're talking about. And, and South shot a compound, but I mean like the the relief factor um, of having that in your hand. Oh, yeah. I go into the woods now way more confident just because of obviously distance, but uh, just like you see you see a, a game trail at, at 80 yards and something comes out, you don't, you don't, you know, you're going to be able to make that shot. It's crazy, the difference. Yeah, it is. And again, this isn't bashing one or the other. This is just, you know, realistic conversations. And so I, uh, luckily I haven't gotten beat up like the first time where it was, oh, you can't hunt. You won't kill anything with a stick. Now it's more, I'm like a sellout, I guess, or whatever they call it. But um, I'm not going to, it's not like I'm not going to shoot a stick again, but I have had not, I've had no urge to shoot it. I will say that right now that that could change in a couple of years. Who knows? Um, but as far as like being able to shoot both, it is cool. You know, you get bored, go whack a turkey or whatever. I mean, I don't, although I haven't seen you diving in to grab the stick again. Um, you're pretty, No, I think you have more of my shit right now than I do. You're ready to roll. We loaded <laughs> yeah. up Dan the other day to get his tournament bow set up. So Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I just bought a house and was moving into it and, the stick bows are on a box somewhere down low, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hard to get to. But uh, yeah, like being in Texas, I learned a lot about just how much easier it is with the compound um, and the amount of shots. Um, so there's there's a hunting aspect why I switched, and there's also just because I want to kill stuff. I I love that more than anything, and uh, also new horizons with the tournament. So yeah, and I think that uh, you know within. I mean, I predicting as competitive as you are and you, you have a lot going for you here. Like we just set up a 45 yard indoor range, which is nice. Um, you know, and then again, that just that dedication to, you know, do it, your eyes, you have really good eyes. And so it'll be interesting in your 20, which is also, and you're single, um, (laughs) not saying women ruin the lives of men, but at times may ruin the tournament scene or hunting. So a lot going for you on that side of things. So like next year, I'm assuming you're going to shoot indoors and 3Ds? Yeah. I'm going to shoot Vegas um, and then all the ASAs. Uh, there may be one more in there, but that's kind of my just simple goal. That's where all the pros go. So I just want to go learn from them and hopefully make somewhat of a mark next year. So getting ready for Vegas right now, setting up that PSE, um, start shooting every day. Yeah, now that'll be good. So as far as like um, – Going back a little bit to that tournament, um, who what who consisted who who was in your team? Like who made team for all classes? You know, men and women. Um, uh, as far as in Italy, yeah. Sorry, in Italy, yeah. So, um, like me, Robbie Westinger, Dwayne Martin made the Barebow men's team. Uh, Laura Hughes, Sydney Phipps, and uh, Fon Gerard made the the women's Barebow team. Um, they all did very well. Um, Laura got fifth in the world. Um, and then Fawn got fourth, so up there at the top of the game. And uh, just the, everybody everybody shot well. Um, uh, the only medal placer was Shiloh Butts. He's a longbow shooter. He got, uh, he got bronze. Um, phenomenal longbow shooter. So 
Uh, I think we did. I think we did well as a team. We were in the team rounds a bunch um, in the mixed teams, so uh, it went it went really well. Gotcha. So Dwayne has to be happy that you're moving to a compound. <laughs> well, I would think <laughs> probably you know on the inside. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's setting up a bow right now, um, getting ready for next year. I think he's he's pumped up to keep going. So yeah, is there any up and comers in the 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 bare bow side. Um, well, I mean, Robbie's, Robbie's a strong shooter. He's, uh, I think in Italy was just outside of his element cause he's more of a field paper shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he definitely learned a lot on the 3d side and what you need to look for and setting up a bow and, and everything. And I think moving forward, he, him, Matt Yaka, um, are going to be the next, you know, John Demmer, um, in, in bare bow. Yeah. But I wish them the best of luck because I won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. That's awesome. So, well, cool. Well, um, man, this is kind of a, a, a short one, but I wanted to make sure and get you on the podcast, kind of talk about the, you know, the trip to Italy um, a little bit. To I mean, I don't know if this will stir up more crap, the fact that you're going to shoot a compound, which may cause more messages to you, as long as they're not to me. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then I guess, too, how are things, like, uh, obviously you're looking bigger and brighter future you bought a house I, how did that I should know that because uh you went through Amy um how did that work out as far are you going to use that as a rental or stay in it or what is it yeah so it's, it's a rental I'm like in that investor mindset um so I uh I was at work one day here and looked over the fence and I was like oh that house is for sale so I went and jumped the fence probably shouldn't have looked at it and uh asked Amy if she could show it to me um, and it worked out where it was a good price. We got a good deal. Um, and I closed on it last Friday. So kind of a dream come true for me. Um, I'm going to rent out the top space and live in the bottom. So house hack that. And, uh, but it's, it's literally the closest house to the Kafaru property. Yeah, you could zip line to the pro shop that we're setting up for the indoor <laughs> yeah. range. So. so I think, I think the trading post is actually closer to the house than my house is long. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's really nice. Walk over there, shoot some in the middle of the night when I'm wide awake. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be, I, I'm blessed to have that. Yep. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be good. So, <laughs> well, cool. Well, anything you want to let the listeners know or anything going on or? No, no, just loving life here. Uh, Wyoming sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't move to great. Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm loving my life. Uh, you know. This new chapter for me. Appreciate all you've done and uh, look forward to the future. Yeah. Sure. No, it's good. And its future is looking good. So, well, thanks for coming on. Congrats on uh, finishing fourth. I know it wasn't quite where you wanted to be, but, you know, walking in and saying I got fourth in the world isn't a horrible sound. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did good, man. I'm proud I of you. Appreciate and I, it. Yeah, I appreciate everything. So, all right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Good luck on the extended season um, hunting. And, uh, yeah, if you got any questions about anything, uh, message Dan. Yeah, you got it.